This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 22. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. Thank you for joining me again today. I hope you've had an amazing week. Perhaps you've practiced loving your reasons for choosing you this past week. If you need more info on how to do that, please listen to episode 21, where I talk about loving your reasons for choosing you and prioritizing yourself. It's a powerful message that I think more teachers need to hear. Now, if you have people in your life, whether they're teachers or not, and you think they would benefit from the information I provide in this podcast, share this episode with them. Share your favorite episode with them. Give them my podcast link. I'd love to also see your rating and review so that my podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify can make it higher in the rankings and reach more people. My phrase for 2022 is value, impact, reach. And helping more people is part of the reach in my work as the teacher mindset coach. Today, we're talking about continual growth. I know some of you may be rolling your eyes, even at the thought of continuous improvement, CI, or if you've been at this a little while, Baldridge. (laughs) Gosh, I, I guess I was a brand new baby teacher with only like three years under my belt, maybe four years under my belt when I was introduced to Baldridge. (laughs) So I want to put a microscope to some of these concepts that are all too familiar to teachers and really relate them to what we do as teachers and as humans in order to become the next best version of our already amazing selves. In other words, we are going to use the tools we already know about for our benefit not using them against ourselves or just letting them go stagnant and useless. All of these ideas I'm about to share with you can also be applied to students, which I think is just what teachers naturally do anyway, but sometimes we may need permission. As an aside, I'm curious if you're a permission asker or a forgiveness seeker, forgiveness asker, not seeker. Generally speaking, if we're new at something, We are asking for permission a lot from like our higher ups, our leaders, our bosses, and there is nothing wrong with that. After a while of getting our chops, then we start taking more initiative and making more decisions independent of the need for outside approval. So in other words, we may have the confidence and evidence from our past to just know what to do and not ask for permission or advice. So maybe over the next few days or weeks, You could like tune into this side of yourself, not as a good or bad attribute, just as a way to get to know yourself better. And from then you can choose if you want to change something as a part of your growth. So back to this concept I want to talk to you about today of when our stretch becomes our standard. So let's start by defining what I mean by stretch. This is how I want to talk about something that is new and potentially uncomfortable, but we know we want to do it for our benefit. 
immediately we can visualize and probably recall stretching our physical muscles like we've all stretched before. When we stretch our muscles for the first time or as a part of a new fitness routine or even stretching past the point of our current position, we feel like physical discomfort. And there also may be some mental discomfort along with it since the body and the brain are essentially one operating unit. And sentences or phrases or like even single words pop into our heads when we feel physical discomfort, especially when it's like (laughs) self-inflicted. So maybe we've gotten good at managing those thoughts that pop up when we push ourselves to a new limit, uh, physically speaking. So instead of listening to and believing thoughts that aren't constructive, such as, why in the hell am I doing this to myself? We can remember the more loving thoughts like, ouch, this hurts, but I I love keeping my muscles and my body healthy and strong. Even if you might think that your muscles aren't healthy and strong when you're feeling the pain of a new stretch, isn't it way more beneficial to you to think a thought that you're doing something great for your body instead of punishing yourself with your thoughts while you're feeling physical discomfort? Talk about layering suffering on top of pain. So for more on layering suffering on top of pain, listen to episode 20, which is called Get Back to Sleep. There may be some golden nuggets in there for you. So we will define stretch as something as as doing something new and uncomfortable. I'm not talking about unsafe or harmful. I'm talking about doing something, whether it's physical, intellectual, spiritual, social or emotional, that is new. And it just so happens to bring up some discomfort that we know logically won't hurt us at all. But we know that we want to grow into this version of ourselves who can do this thing without hesitation in the future. Now, the definition of standard is going to be much like a habit. But for me, I want to find a better word than habit because habit can sometimes have a negative connotation like a drinking habit or a smoking habit or a scrolling habit. So a standard is more like where we want our, um, our platform to be for our life. And so in this podcast episode, we're talking about our stretch eventually becoming our standard. And then we have a new stretch that becomes our standard. It's like stepping stones or stair steps. We keep going forward, keep going up, keep growing in the name of discomfort. So to use a quick example with fitness... There is a first time for everyone doing a new physical activity that they know will benefit them and their health. I get up around 4.30 in the morning, four to five times per week to walk on my treadmill. And my goal is to get three miles in at the minimum. That's my current stretch because two is like my standard right now. Sometimes I hit two and a half or three But right now, my stretch is three every single time. A year ago, my minimum, my my standard was to walk one mile on the treadmill. At times, that was a stretch for me. And boy, oh boy, was my mind a chatter with all the reasons that I should go back to bed or sit on the couch instead of walk on the treadmill. Even though I've had some setbacks and some times where I didn't get any walking in, my stretch of walking one mile on the treadmill became my standard. And now my stretch is 
three miles on the treadmill at minimum. I still hear the doubt and excuses in my head at right about like one and a half miles, maybe two miles, such as, ah, this is good enough. This is close enough. It's okay to stop here. But I keep going until I reach my three mile minimum. My stretch is becoming my standard. Think of something that you use to struggle doing that is now a piece of cake for you. I love using this term piece of cake lately. One of my closest family friends, Megan, has a, an uncle-in-law who has several electrical engineering patents and is most likely a Mensa genius. He's hilarious and I authentically enjoy my time when I see him on occasion at her house. I've brought up some like electrical questions to him regarding my ongoing single family house projects. And when he describes the rigorous and intricate solutions to my electrical problems, he usually follows it up with a flippant uh, piece of cake. As my head is left spinning and all I can do is like smile and nod. <laughs> but it's cool to think that some something so impossible to me can be a proverbial piece of cake to someone else. So let's take this example as something that is a piece of cake for you. Something that is already standard in your life that you do without question, without hesitation, without resistance. What can others see you do in awe of your amazing abilities? All the while you're believing that this is just a piece of cake. Maybe you're a pre-K or kindergarten teacher and you show up every day. You might not call this a piece of cake necessarily, but if given the chance <laughs> to be a middle school or high school teacher, most likely you'd choose your favorite flavor of pre-K or kindergarten cake because that's just what you know like the back of your hand. It's your standard to show up every day and teach those babies who are staring up at you. Maybe you're an administrator and it's your standard to interact with community members, district leaders, parents, and policies on the daily. Something many teachers would politely decline to do. But as an administrator, in times where there are teacher and sub shortages nationwide, it seems, it might be a stretch for you to go back into the classroom to sub for a day or two. But you do it for the benefit of the teachers and students in your charge. We can all search our recent past and find pretty good examples of how we have pushed ourselves to improve and we have created a new stretch that over time became one of our standards. So now let's be more intentional and choose something that we want to work on to become automatic. We are going to think of something that is a stretch and make it our standard. There are some prerequisite items that must be addressed first. One, I'd like to offer that you start small and personal. What I mean by this is that the result you want to create be something that you'll know with certainty whether you have achieved it or not. I wouldn't do this process for the first time using student results as the stretch. We want to set ourselves up for not only success, but also certainty, because we are going to be the ones ultimately responsible for seeing this through, for taking the actions. We want to be the only ones involved right now. If you're part of my newsletter or Facebook group, you'll receive a link to a free document that I just created 
that is a stretch to standard tracker. This will help you through the process. It will also help you see your success. Because once something becomes a piece of cake for you, it's easy to forget the discomfort of the initial challenge. We also have to understand that a stretch is different. It's way different from a big impossible goal in that our brains can recognize a stretch as something that is possible. And so we go after it with just a little more ease. Getting good at making your stretch become your standard will help prepare you for going after a goal that your brain truly thinks is impossible. The level of discomfort is greater when you are convinced that a result or a goal you want for yourself is like totally out of reach. So being well practiced in making a stretch into a standard will make the work on your impossible goals more approachable because there are many similarities in the process. As a very short example, when I want my new stretch to be three miles a day on the, on the treadmill, I know my thought must now be, I can make time to walk an extra mile each day because my brain gets really caught up with like time um, and, and progress. Like, can I do two things at once type of thing? So this thought will help me feel committed and will prompt me to get up only 30 minutes earlier than before. And as an added bonus for me personally, this is the this is 30 minutes more of time that I get to work on my businesses. I manage 10 short-term rental units, properties, and being the teacher mind, mindset coach. I love productivity. I'm almost addicted to it, some may say. <laughs> so attaching productivity results to my treadmill results of walking three miles a day is very beneficial to me. It's like the carrot in front of <laughs> my treadmill accomplishments is getting more done on my businesses too. So what's something personal to you that you want to improve upon? What is your stretch going to be? When you think of doing that activity, going through the work of creating your new standard, what does your brain offer up to you in response to the discomfort you'll feel? To the discomfort you'll feel. I want to add here that if your brain is like, oh, that'll be easy or something along those lines, then you've not chosen a stretch. You've chosen a standard. Try again, please. <laughs> so once you've chosen a stretch that will undoubtedly result in some immediate discomfort, what momentary retaliation is your brain coming up with? Maybe it's something like a complaint or some grumbling or some resistance it could sound like, that'll be hard. I don't think I'll be able to do that. I don't want to, but I know I should. So identify this as the story your brain is going to attempt to convince you of in order to remain the same. Remember, our brains like to keep the status quo, baby, because it's comfortable. So something like, it'll be hard is just some wubby bullshit that the brain is going to wave in front of you in order to avoid discomfort. As one of my most influential coaches, Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School says, discomfort is the currency to our dreams. Like that's how we pay for our dreams with discomfort. The more uncomfortable we can like make ourselves, and remember this is not harm, this is not suffering, but the more uncomfortable we can make ourselves, 
the more we can actually get our dreams to be our reality. And I believe this also comes from the teaching uh, of Dan Sullivan, where he talks about failing our way to success, pushing through small discomforts, small stretches in order to get ourselves used to it so it can become our standard is the same idea. But instead of calling them failures, I'm calling it a stretch only because of what the brain will do in retaliation. And who's in the driver's seat anyway? We are. You've heard me say before how we respond to our brain with something along the lines of, I hear you brain and I don't want you to worry. Now hold my drink and watch me work. So let's think again about your chosen stretch that you want to become a standard. What will your response be when your brain throws a fit? The simpler, the better so that it's easy to remember at a moment's notice. Some examples include, I'm doing this for me. I'm taking care of my body, my time, my relationships, my mental health, my family, my career, my future, and my present. I'm prioritizing this because I want to. Or even though I may not want to right now, I actually do. I do want to for my future. Even writing your chosen responses on a sticky note could be helpful to you in those times of doubt and wanting to avoid discomfort. Because I teach that thoughts are what prompt our feelings, I'd recommend that the chosen thought elicit a feeling that will lead you to take action. So if you think a thought that makes you feel motivated, committed, excited, you might be on the right track. If your chosen thought makes you feel obligated, guilty, or hesitant, maybe keep searching for a more supportive thought. On the tracking sheet inside the Facebook group or in my email newsletter, I have a space for you to write down the thoughts and feelings that will guide you to take action on your stretch becoming your standard. The action part is where you write down the exact activity that you will perform. In my example of stretching myself to walk three miles a day on the treadmill, my action is to wake up 30 minutes earlier. It's based on math. I walk three three miles an hour on the treadmill. However, I love to start my morning routine with getting my workout clothes on, getting my tennis shoes on, and getting my coffee brewing. I don't want to rush myself in this process, and I don't want to, quote, run out of time on the treadmill. This is an action that will be very clear to me if I've completed or not, and it's the action that I need to take in order to create the result of walking three miles on the treadmill in a day. Now comes the fun because... I believe everyone will be so different. And when our stretch officially becomes our standard, it reminds me of how many different ways people, even experts, describe the length of time that it takes for a habit to really stick. Some say six weeks, 60 days, 21 days, or three months. You know what this says to me? Freaking choose for yourself. You are the only one who will truly know for sure anyways, right? So in my example on the free tracker, I've put that it actually took a year for me to get from one mile to two miles. 
That's because I want you to know that whatever length of time you decide on is totally fine. We don't have to use the tool against ourselves and define ourselves as failures because the stretch is still a stretch after six weeks or 21 days or whatever. There might be some things that take folks a lifetime of work, and that's okay too. At least they're showing up and doing the work to improve upon themselves. Starting small and personal, having wins and amazing results is so much fun. Generally, we all have health goals, wealth goals, and relationship goals. So perhaps you could start there. Make the result the standard. Make it be tangible and real. Make it a yes or a no that you've created it. We want to stay out of the mystery of saying, I don't know, because that can be a dream stealer if we're automatically going there without question of the power of our decisions. So what are you going to decide to work on? Share it with me in the Facebook group or via email at ashley at teachermindsetcoach.com and I'll send you a free stretch to standard tracker so you can see the amazing creator that you are. Until next time, bye. If you got something out of today's show, I invite you to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. I'd also love to see you in the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group so we can nerd out on mindset work as a community of badass teachers. And remember, you can always email me at coachwithwolf, W-O-L-F-E, at gmail.com. Now go be awesome. See you next time.